It's Thursday, March 5th, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 277. There's oil in that there water. Runtime for this episode is 45 minutes. and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that has resolved to combine our armies with those of Quilpolos and the Alliance of Lodoron. My name is Jeremy. I'm Lore. Also Tyler. Grab your sword and fight the horde! My name is Zach. I'm sorry. Zug Zug? That's a yes. Zug Zug. And, not only that, that's an orc. We've got explosives! On the other hand, Zach, for the horde. 100%. And you know this to be true. Where's my sword? (laughs) For the horde. You're grabbing your sword to fight for the Horde. That sounds like heresy. (laughs) I was only on the Horde for like half of my WoW characters. Same with me. Uh, But then I went back because Horde for life. My name is Jeremy. Uh, We did Warcraft 2 this week. Not World of Warcraft. Maybe in the future at some point. It's the only Warcraft game we have left. It is now, yeah. I I still love that uh, meme of that baby. The the angry baby that's for the Horde. Yes. How old is Hearthstone? Oh, Hearthstone. It's 2011, I think. That's not that old. 2014, maybe. Uh, there's no, al- it's newer than that. There's also that unreleased but finished point-and-click adventure game where you play Thrall Jesus trying to <laughs> emancipate the orcs from slavery. You think Thrall isn't a Jesus analog in the actual story, and that's hilarious, Tyler. No, Thrall I is just, 100% <laughs> orc Jesus. I just like only calling he, him Thrall Jesus. Only he's still alive and should be president again. It would fix most of the Horde's problems. All of their presidents since Thor have... Thor. <laughs> All of their presidents since him have been objectively terrible. 2014 also is the answer to when Hearthstone came out, so we got a while. Oh, it's it's that old? Huh, I was thinking it was like 2016. Was well, that when it entered beta? I don't know. That's just what Wikipedia had as its release date. So It probably was when it actually launched then. So, what games have you been fighting for the Horde in, Zach? Me and Kevin actually played a few games of Sentinels. Oh, the oh, multiverse. Wow. Yep. That is a game that works much better on uh, PC, I think, because especially with some of their characters that they've added in there. There's, there's so much tracking and like... It's a lot of fun. I like that game quite a bit, actually. There's a couple of characters that they added to the game. Like, there's the Luminary, which I quite like. Some of the characters that they added are actually the villains. Like, they're the good guy versions of the of a couple of the villains. Like, the Luminary is actually the good ver- good guy version of Baron Blade. Okay, I was going to guess Sun Magneto, whose name I can't remember. Um, I can't remember any... I, I shouldn't say that. I can Citizen Dawn? That sounds right. I can't remember any villain name, I think, besides Baron Blade. There's definitely not <laughs> Darkseid, there's Brainiac, and those are the only ones in the base set. Omnitron is Brainiac. There's also Deadline. Deadline. I really want that to be like a zombie-themed they made a They made a hero version of Deadline, and I think his name is Lifeline. Uh, See, I want Deadline to be like a zombie middle manager. <laughs> uh, so they, that's, that game's still Have fun. you filed your TPS reports? Exactly. For your own funeral? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's in um, that's in the Outer Worlds. How is that, by the way? It is fantastic. I beat that, I beat that game, I think, since we last recorded. Okay. I um, went to go install it, and my computer was like, you don't have enough hard drive space. I'm like, well, maybe I should get around to installing that other hard drive. It's a very good game. 
So yeah, that one is one I would definitely still recommend to anybody who would ask. I've actually been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 10. Again, there was a period you were into it for a while. I'm not. I've never really like into Mortal Kombat. It is a game that just happens to be one I play. It's potato chips. I've been playing much. a lot of Ruby deck building game for that exact reason. Mostly because now I have free time and I want to like listen to podcasts still. And I need something to do with my hands. And I should be building my goddamn Space Marines. But instead I'm playing the Ruby deck building. Mortal Kombat is kind of what I do when I'm like watching anime. And I've been doing a lot of a lot more of that. But let's see, oh, I also played some Siege. I'm really excited for the next the new operators that are coming out. Because Iana looks like fun. Because she gets like a hologram that she can walk around with. Oh, that sounds actually very good in that game now that I think it's basically it. a drone, but it looks like her and sounds like her, but it can't shoot. And then the other one is Oryx, who can charge through soft walls. Nice. Like he can just run through soft walls. He's a defender. So he's Bane. Uh Juggernaut is actually Okay, but yeah, that's a better joke. You're right. If he runs into somebody, he knocks them over. So like he looks like he's gonna be fun. Um, I will probably not get a chance to play either one of them for, like, a month once they come out. Because if I will pick them, and I will either be team-killed, or um, someone will pick them before me. So, that's just how that's going to go. Is is that a thing where people just, like, say, screw you, only I can play the new character? Yeah. I mean, at one point, I picked Ash in the newcomer playlist, and someone shot me for that. That's so dumb. I know. People are assholes, though. Just, like, play someone else. There are so many characters. I do like the game still. It's just people are assholes. They're going to act like it. It is what it is. What's the name of that one person who can, like, jump through windows? Spider-Man. Yeah. No, she's In- got, she's got like, the launcher that allows her oh, to zip Oh, Amaru Br- Brazilian Spider-Woman? Yes. Yes. She um, said Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really just want... Like the ability to play dittos and just have everyone play that character. So they're just even defenders. Just that Oryx guy, he can actually jump up through hatches. Ooh. Like he can jump up and look through hatches. And that stuff. sounds very useful. Yeah. Like he sounds like he's going to be fun. I don't know if he'd be good or not because I'm not like into the competitive side of that really. So I do want to get us all on and play that at some point just because like. It is always my goal to get people I know online and play, playing video games with me. Me and Kevin played some Monster Hunter World. I killed Vilkana, so I'm on the next Elder Dragon. I have a Vilkana Kinsect Glaive, so still some Mirage sessions, not a whole lot, though. Are you kind of petering out? You, you mentioned I'm, you were kind of getting to that endgame grind. It's not even so much a grind. It's just I'm at the same place I kind of wore out on it the first time, and I'm probably going to go back to it a little while. But I just haven't done that at the moment, especially because my Switch is hooked up to the TV that has all my anime on it. Well, not all of my anime, but the, like, my Blu-ray player is hooked up to that TV. So, that's what I'm currently using. Played a bit of MechWarrior Online with Taw still. Like, I do that on a weekly basis. I was say, I feel like it's been a while since you mentioned it. But. It's just something I do on a weekly basis. It's not like I go out of my way to be like, okay, I'm going to play this a lot. I do, uh, I do record those games, though. So I may actually make a video channel on our Discord and just uh, link them because they're not uh, they're unlisted. You can watch them if you have the link, but you have to have the link to do that. Yeah, that's okay. I wouldn't recommend anybody really get into it though. Uh, oh, I played a lot of Mutant League Football. I love that game. It is I should so really beyond silly. Do you own it? I can't remember. I might. I think it's it was fifteen dollars on Steam last time I looked. I bought all the DLC. 
that I didn't already own. Because I already owned the Demon and uh, Werewolf packs because I was in on the Kickstarter. But, like, they added a couple of more teams. Like, the uh, the Purple Mutant Eater team and the... Uh, <laughs> they're like Purple People Eaters, except they're Purple Me- Mutant Eaters. Yeah. It's a reference to a real team. Like, most of their team names. Like, the Baltimore Razors. I mean, that one makes sense. Who are the who are the purple mutant eaters? The Vikings. That's a stretch. That a one's long not time a ago. Pun. Their front, their like their front seven, or I think it was their defensive line, were the purple people eaters. Gotcha. Like okay. we are the Orange Crush. Yeah. So like that's where the that's where that nickname comes from. Did that happen before or after <laughs> the soda? I believe existed? before because that was like seventies. But I don't actually. Yeah, that know. was really old Broncos. The Broncos in that game are actually the Mile High Chronic, which I think I've mentioned in the past. I don't remember what the Los Angeles, like, the the uh, city is, but it's whatever the city is, the damned is the are the Rams. Um, I, I think the, the nuked London Hatriots I still really like the name of. The Hatriots. Uh, and, like, all the players and whatnot have, like, semi-clever names attached to them. It's a fun game. It's ridiculous as hell, and I have won more than a couple of games by murdering all of my opponent's quarterbacks, so... They're like, well, we can't throw the ball now. So. I'm, I'm a little sad that killing all the quarterbacks results in a forfeit, instead of just making it so that you have to use people who aren't quarterbacks. Yeah, that sounds like way more fun. <laughs> you just slowly kill their entire team. Because if you kill their entire, like, if you kill their running backs, all of their running backs, they can't run the ball anymore, because they don't have any running backs. So... I would definitely recommend that game as a pickup because it is a lot of fun and is uber silly. I think it's on like it's on the Switch, PlayStation 4, PC. I know for sure it's on Switch, so I assume it's on everything. But who knows about the <laughs> Xbox One? Do they even put video games on that anymore? I think they still do. Have they announced what the next series is? I thought it was like something really dumb and they chose another bad name, but I don't actually know. I have absolutely no idea. It was like the Xbox One X Series X One Two. I just like, like I say sometimes. I'm sure I've made this joke on the podcast, but that's because it's true. Sometimes I go to a Taco Bell and they're giving away an Xbox One X, and I'm like, "That's really what they called it. That's not a joke. <laughs> this is Taco Bell's official marketing. That's a real thing. I could go to a store and buy." So I mean, I and I've I played a I played a little bit more of a Super Robot Wars J, but I got to a part where it's like. Wow, this I actually have to think about this one, and I I had a character get knocked out. And I'm like, I can do this better, so I was like, I'm going to restart <laughs> this. But other than that, I don't think I've been doing anything else. What have you been doing, Tyler? What have I been playing? As always, this is a varied question because I can never remember what the hell I've been playing. Oh, we uh, had our uh, second game day. Yeah, I was going to get to that eventually. I wasn't sure when we wanted to bring that up, but hey, here we are. Uh, we had our second game day. Uh, we did. Seven Days to Die, I, I actually want to get that up and running. I want to see if there's a way I can convert it to a standalone server so my client doesn't have to be up for people to play. Uh, we would have started earlier if everybody had been on time. Yeah, I, I was only like five minutes late, and then it took like a goddamn half hour to get the server up. You were like 20 minutes late. Yeah, whatever. Details. I didn't die seven times. That means I win, right? Yes. So James joined us, and apparently, so he was trying to run it on his work laptop, apparently, which I did not know. He was apparently running at five frames per second, so he'd, like, run a place, and then by the time it finished rendering where he was, he's like, oh, crap, I, I passed the thing I was going for. So he so, uh, he was playing a slideshow? Yeah, essentially. Like I said, I would like to get that to be a standalone server, but... Well, and we had it figured out, 
Yeah, I, I don't think, know what happened. I think what happened is that it just doesn't report very well what it's doing. So the in-game client gives you like a status percentage of like, I'm on this step and this is how long. I did that on the standalone server and it's just like, I'm starting. I'm like, are you still starting? I don't know what's happening. So I assumed that something had been going wrong, but I think it was just taking forever to generate. And we were already behind like... An, almost an hour at that point. Yeah, and I didn't want to mess with it. Um, I'm pretty sure I can just copy some files around. Anyway. And then we had it where we didn't have any zombies for a little while. Yeah, also that. It turns out that's just a config you can toggle, though. Um, but that was only, like, part of the first day. No, so. well, it was the in- it was the entire first day. You spawned them in, at, like, at night. And so it was, we were like, all right like, oh, God. before nightfall. Um, I would like to continue that one because we only got through, like, day three or something like that, I think like we that, right? were starting on day four, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, Ed and I played a little bit after that because uh, Care Package dropped and we figured we should go pick it up. Oh, we were actually talking, Kevin, me and Jim were talking about on Monday that we didn't remember seeing any Care Packages. It's every three days with a 48-hour window on either side because I like the the randomness on it. So, we went out and picked that up, so it's like middle of the day on the fourth day, I think. I'm a little sad that they made guns easier to get. Yeah, I liked how rare they were, but... It seems like they're a lot easier to get, because before, you'd have to find the schematic, and then, like, all four parts. I mean, that's still the case, but now we're just finding, like, a bunch of guns. Whereas this time, I just found an AK-47... I found, like, three AK-47s. We did also do a randomly generated map, so... um, It's possible that we just got really lucky with the loot spawn. I maximize, not maximize, I upgraded my spear-making capabilities so I can make iron spears now. It's literally someone just duct-taped a, like, combat knife to a wrench on a stick. It's fantastic. It looks real dumb. But yeah, no, I like that game a lot, and I would like to continue it at some point. Just, yeah, we have to get around to it. It's less efficient to have fewer people online, so you need, like, a critical mass of humans playing the game in order for it to, like, be efficient. I don't know if the zombie spawns scale with the number of players, so... Anywho, what else have I been playing? I finally got my full party in Brasuria, so finally... You finally met the last person. Well, she was with you, she just wasn't in your party for a long time. It's like 30 hours into the game, I say, on our non-explicit podcast. That's what editing is for, so thanks for making my job harder, Tyler. You're welcome! (laughs) Especially because we have a tendency to miss them occasionally. Yeah, it does take a while to get her. Is her name Eleanor? Yes, it's Eleanor. I was I was trying to remember, and I thought that was it. Yeah, it turns out Brazoria actually had a preemptive crossover with The Good Place. I should watch The Good Place. I'm sure I would like it. It's good. I don't know what that is. It's a TV show. It's Kristen Bell's dead. It's a sitcom in like the very loosest sense of a sitcom. It's like it's a show about moral philosophy, and also is a comedy. It's good. I like it. Um, it just ended. So it's about trying to get into heaven. Forty k. And the idea of no, it's more about the idea of morality as a commodity. And, like, are you good if you're just being good to get to the good place? Or, like, and they actually, like, so the entire first season is, like, them figuring out that, in fact, spoilers, they're in the bad place. Because it turns out to be an elaborate hell trap designed by an elaborate hell demon. And uh, <laughs> is that I like, like the, the phrase uh, elaborate hell trap a lot. Yes. Is that like the uh, Twilight Zone episode where the gambler goes to hell and he, because, and he finds that out because he wins literally every time? It sounds similar, yeah, except this is, like, intentionally designed to be annoying and it turns out yeah i don't know it's a good show i really like it i was surprised that they kept turning the concept on its head like i was like okay well you got one season out of that i can't see myself watching another season unless you do something with it and they like completely turn the entire show on its head 
like eight times over the. Oh no, I highly recommend a good place. It's a good show. I'm glad it exists. Anyway, what else have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of Slay the Spire. It's been my potato chips game recently. I'm have considered going back to that. I honestly kind of want to play some WoW though. Um, that might be a good <laughs> potato chips game. So I'm currently unemployed. It is definitely a potato chips game. I've been playing mostly just the daily runs uh, if I'm playing Slay the Spire at all, just because they've been a lot of fun. They also added a new character. I don't know if you picked her up ever. No. But, I don't know. She's got a, like, rage versus, versus calm mechanic, and occasionally becomes she becomes a god for, like, a turn. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah, I think I mentioned that before. It's it's an interesting trade-off. I think I still prefer uh, uh the defect, but fun game. I got, like, three new characters into Elite, finally. I don't know why I'm so much worth w- worse with Marth than I am with Lucina, but I am, but I finally got him into Elite, so. You might have mentioned that last week. M- did I? I don't know. I also you got me Brawler into Elite, finally. You also might have mentioned it when we were just hanging out. It I, th- never I think happened, maybe that. So. Uh, so, currently, I am working on Snake. Who I understand is not great. He's actually, I think, very, very good. I think I'm just very bad with him. I always have a hard time playing against him, and I'm only just, like, just today, I was, like, kind of figuring out, like, what I am doing wrong that makes me so much worse than the other people I fight. So, hopefully soon on that one. I feel like he has some potential. I feel like there is something else I had been playing recently that is also a Steam game. I strongly considered installing the Outer Worlds, but then I didn't, um, because I didn't have enough space to clean off my hard drive. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, no, I played some Ultimate Chicken Horse at work recently. That's a fun game. It's a fun game. I want to play it. Yeah, I was going to say, I I feel... I assume you were much better than your work compatriots, though. This is true of basically every game we play, Ah. um, to the extent that one of my coworkers commented on it and was like, well, I do play, run a podcast where I play old video games, like every week hey remember when video games are hard i mean they're starting to do it again but <laughs> um you know there have been some recent games i mean like dark souls like I said, has, they're starting to do it again um i feel like there are hard games before dark souls that were contemporary like cuphead cuphead is not before dark souls no no sorry i like i skipped tracks i'm like there are other like yes, there are plenty of hard games i feel like dark souls has created the trend of hey let's make video games hard again that's but, rare um entirely possible because with the uh introduction of dark souls everyone's like oh yeah you can make a hard game and people will still buy it yeah and like you know there's challenge and like improving yourself and stuff um oh no i can't remember what i've been playing in uh, contrary to normal i am not gonna look it up what i've been playing actually mostly is a lot of water deep on my phone for some reason i don't know why i need to i don't know Take it off your phone? <laughs> no, I was going to get, say, get Slay the Spire on the Switch, so ah. I can have that as my mobile game. <laughs> that would work. I think that's pretty much it. What have you been up to, Jeremy, since you are magically unemployed? www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts is our Patreon page <laughs> that we are terrible at promoting. <laughs> and I bring that up because we recently released some bonus content where I tried to explain Yuzora to these people. <laughs> it was really we have funny. a Patreon? We do. You we can, do contribute money to it if you're a cooler listener than zach i didn't know we had a we, we should I enable forgot. the tip jar on that i think also i think that's redundant i mean we sure sure we can but i mean i don't know it's like i want to give you five dollars once but i don't know also a couple new episodes of destiny right yes yeah since you actually edited those since i sat on it for i'm being lazy and not and editing 13 it's been two whole days since i've edited a podcast <laughs> so i gotta get off that but i bring that up because i beat Yozora. Oh, nice. You finally did it? Uh, normal, so it's not a huge bragging, right? But that just made me think, because all the super bosses in the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 were super well-designed, and I feel 
spoiled on them. I don't know they're they're as good as, say, the average Dark Souls enemy, but I feel really spoiled when I'm playing other video games now that normal enemies are not that well designed. <laughs> Even oh, though, like, certainly the normal enemies in Kingdom Hearts 3 are not that well designed either. Yeah, so, so say, these are also really the special fair. bosses, right? Yeah, they were just really well designed. So the other thing I've been playing is Nier Automata three years after it came out, because holy God, that game is three years old already. I'm so old. Time is wow. slipping through my fingers. That seems about right, actually. Um, I feel like it came out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on my list vaguely to play for a while, especially since you told me the brief description of what the hell it is. Um, yeah, and like, from a mechanical standpoint, it's like somebody tried to marry Bayonetta in Geometry Wars and did a surprisingly good job. I don't even understand what that is. It's very hard to describe. The thing is that I played it on normal because that seems like a reasonable difficulty to pick and all of the enemies are just trash that I destroy. Okay. Some of the bosses are a little hard until I figure out a good way to destroy them. Can you not change the difficulty mid-game? You can. I just have elected not to. That's fair. And maybe that's on me. It's pretty fun. The way in which this director, whose name I can't remember, tells stories is bizarre and I don't like it. I do have to clear them before you get the next chunk. Yeah, I'm really torn on that. I have beaten it the first time, and I was really debating if I wanted to go back for more or not. So I started doing internet research, and especially when I found out the second time through is largely very similar to the first time through, before the third time through is completely different. Huh. I was, you know, torn on it after giving it a day's day off. I've decided I want to, because he throws a lot of theme and allegory and metaphor, but he fails to, like, tell a story, I feel, with it. And so there's lots of, like, huh, if I experienced this when I was 10 and, like, got this takedown of religion when I experienced Final Fantasy X, maybe this would have been powerful to me, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what the allegory and all that was for the uh, the main character's design, right? I have a guess, but I don't know. She's Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, it's a very simple one. She is justice is because she's blind. No, he just likes... She's America, because she has a butt. <laughs> he just <laughs> likes girls. <laughs> well, yes. I saw, when I was trying to figure out if I wanted to keep going or not, I started watching a YouTube video that was a story discussion of it. And the top comment was just like, Nira Tamada fans, oh, the story and lore is so deep, it's so good. Also Nira Tamada fans, to be hot, 9S cute, good game. <laughs> <laughs> the only interaction I've had with... Near Automata is to be in uh, Soul Calibur 6. I will loan it to you when I'm done with it if you want. I think you would enjoy the basic combat loop, although I do find it to be too easy and kind of unsatisfying in that way. It is impressive how often they change it in small ways. Like sometimes they're just like, it's a side scroller now, but it still controls exactly the same. Huh. And it's interesting how well that works. And sometimes it's like, this is a flight segment and it's way more Geometry Wars now than Bayonetta. And again, it pretty much works. Huh, and so that's interesting, but sometimes they do play in the, with the camera in ways that are, if I'm generous, I'll say ambitious. I was going to say way more Bayonetta than <laughs> Geometry Wars. Way more Devil May Cry than Geometry Wars. No, I mean, like, you'll be playing game. Like, there's one boss fight where when you get hit, you're being hacked, and the way that is represented is the camera zooms in further on you. Huh. Until you uh, go long enough without being hit, and it'll start to gradually zoom back out. Okay. It's, it's an interesting way yeah. of looking at it. Yeah, and there's lots of stuff like that where, like, it suddenly grabs your camera access or axis in a weird way. And, like, that's how it changed perspective. And it's interesting. 
good and is maybe not the right word, but interesting. Bad is. is not the right word either. But they're doing a lot of things that, like, I've seen games try in the N64 days when we were still trying to figure out what a 3D camera was. And boy, was it awful then. It feels like they're saying, hey, we know better now we can do this. And they're mostly right. But just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. <laughs> By that same token, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. It's maybe just a weird use of it. Well, experimentation is what moves things forward. So It's very interesting coming to it after most of my video games last year were Kingdom Hearts. Because looking at the story, like Kingdom Hearts often will explore themes. And sometimes it fails to actually say anything about those themes. But it will, it's not afraid to hurt its characters. And that makes you care about them. So all the emotional impacts are there. Whereas this is a game that's kind of about emotionless androids, and it's about them developing emotions, but... But it's, like, more so... about the themes than the story. Yeah, and, like, I just don't care about any of them. And so it's just a very interesting contrast. But I do think I'm going to go through it the second time, and then at that point, might as well go through it the third time. Because apparently it's completely different on the third one. Yeah, and I do like how, after the credits, there's a message from Square that's like, Dear player, please play again. We promise that's not it. Please play again. Yeah, I, I actually know how that one, how that ends, because I've, you know, I've, I've just I've been attached to, like, various things that have looked at it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have looked at it, but, like, from my perspective right now, which is, to be fair, only about a third of the way through the story, it feels like people want to ana- analyze it because they want there to be something there, but it seems to me like there's kind of not. And again, I'm only one way, third of the way through, so it can still prove me wrong. But it seems like a lot of the titillation is there mostly just to titillate. Um, And you want there to be something there. Certainly it feels like it has something to say about sexuality, but I'm not sure it does. It's also one of the most, like, aggressive towards you games I've ever played. Like, it starts out by saying, this doesn't have autosave. Play the game to figure out how to save. (laughs) Like, Like, okay. (laughs) And then the, like, first line of dialogue is 2B being like, life. You you live and then uh, you die. It's a cycle we've been trapped in forever. I wonder if one day we'll ever get to meet the god that trapped us in this cycle and kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Are we sure this isn't secretly a Shinten game? 100%. (laughs) It's secretly a Darkengard game. Honestly, what I need to do is I need to play some more Code Vein. Yeah, I see that sitting on your floor the other day. Along with a large pile of other stuff that needs to either be played or watched. Yeah, I'm trying to work through my big list i keep making i keep making my finish line longer because i keep buying stuff yeah it, that's my problem that, i got a giant stack of model kits zach it's not even all space marines some of it's gumpla from before i bought space marines <laughs> i was just thinking of my my anime bins i, I keep ma- i keep moving the uh, the finish line on that and you always will damn straight i just have a giant pile of books that I'm slowly whittling down. I'm, like, making a concerted effort to get through them. I am, too. That's why I have that chunk in, or a section in the Discord of Yeah, uh, that, like, kind of keeps you accountable to it, right? After a fashion. because That's why I have a manga podcast, to make myself read manga. That's fair. So, the answer to why we have podcasts is to make ourselves do things. That's why yes. we have this one, is to make us play some old games that we might not have played otherwise. I honestly feel like the reason we have this one is to force you to hang out with me once a week. But, <laughs> but we do I think that, that anyway. I think that's what it is now, is to force us to hang out as a group like we're know we like we friends or something. I mean, it definitely did start with I also wanted to play some old video games. That is true. I never played the original Mega Man until we did this. Speaking of old video games, we played Warcraft 2 this week. A game that I had a lot of fond memories of as a kid, even though I played it after StarCraft. So I'm not sure why. I guess because I like fantasy. I like a Tolkien. 
<laughs> I like I a wizard, a- as is well established on this podcast. <laughs> I have a lot of fun memories of this game as well. It's token-esque. Yeah. You got your orcs and your humans. And your humans include, like, elves, I guess, also. Yeah, the alliance. Yeah, it's, it's the alliance. Humans, elves, dwarves, and gnomes. All the classic good guys. Yes. There's the horde, the orcs, the trolls, the ogres, the undead, the dragons. <laughs> yeah. The ballsies. And, you know, the humans also have griffins, so. Yeah. It's true. Which are sapient in this setting. But why? Also in heroes for some reason. It's easier. I feel like it's easier if they're not. Because then you don't have to worry about their rights. Have we done Heroes of Mind Magic for the podcast yet? Yes, we did. Three. No, we have The not good done. one. We did Heroes 1. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember doing Heroes 1, and I was pleasantly surprised and also horrified at how little the game had changed. So Warcraft 2 is an RTS. There are two races, orcs and humans, like in the original Warcraft. They are less identical than they were in Warcraft 1, but they're still pretty identical. Yeah, there's just... not a whole lot of change here for those yet. The top tier units have spells, and those are different across races. Like paladins and ogre mages are equivalent, but have different spells. And wizards and death knights are equivalent. They're called death knights, right? Yeah, they're still called Death Knights. Um, I mean, the uh, all of their stuff, the Death Knights spells, as well as the unit, get moved to the Scourge in Warcraft 3. Are the Scourge the undead ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought I called them the undead Scourge. But you I you just called the, them the Scourge. The Scourge! I, I thought I referenced something about the undead before that, but... The campaigns are also mostly identical. They do do the Blizzard thing of them weaving a story together. The campaigns are concurrent. But the missions are almost identical. The first one is, hey, build some farms and a barracks on both sides. It's the second a tutorial. One, the second one is, hey, go rescue some ranged units. Um, the third one is, hey, navies are a thing in this game. You should build one. Yeah, so the first like three missions are tutorial. So I think one of the things that really like sets us apart for base building for me from the first one is that you don't have to build on a road anymore. Yeah, that's a well, huge... They, they experimented with the road idea, which was an interesting idea. Realized... It didn't work. And then they made it the creep in StarCraft instead. It kind of comes back for StarCraft. Yeah, but the creep doesn't cost you a resource. Also, like OCD hates this, but almost all the campaign missions start with your keep further away from your gold mine than it needs to be. So it is usually (laughs) faster to build a second keep closer to the gold mine. You can have an infinite number of peasants in a gold mine at a time, which is interesting. Uh, but it kind of screws the economy of the game, and it's very hard to tell how much gold is left in a mine before it just explodes. <laughs> yeah, and now suddenly you have a bunch of jobless peasants. Well, you can click on the mine to yes, see how can. much gold is left. But there's no clear indication while you're just doing your stuff. You have to actively check it. True. There are three resources, which are gold, which you use for basically everything. Lumber, like in the previous one, which you need to chop down. Most things do require lumber as well. All the buildings do, which makes yep. sense. But also basically all the units do. There's also oil, which is only needed for a couple of things, mostly your navy, but also the town hall upgrades and the blacksmith require oil. Mm. You do start with enough oil on most maps to build a blacksmith and upgrade your keep all the way. And oil is only available through on the ocean. There's no drilling. There are only offshore oil platforms. Yeah, so like... basically means a little weird. It basically means you can't really do a lot with oil, except on specific maps, so... Which is also typically where you're going to want more oil. It also means that oil is typically going to be far from your base, which makes it easier to fight over, which makes denying it an interesting tactical choice. Mm-hmm. Although a little bit of a one-sided one in some cases. Because well, especially because the- if you lose the initial fight over it, it means you've got you've been placed so far behind it can be really difficult to fight over it. Well, like at the end of the day, the navies are 
fun, but not actually super useful. Depends on the map, because if it's an island map, for example, yes. you have to have a navy. So if you have naval dominance, you just win. Because yeah, you, you can, can just stop park. your opponent from getting a navy. You are become oil. Spain. Like, the idea is okay, but like Jeremy said, you can just basically make it so your opponent can't build a navy. Speaking of navies, the controls of units in this game is very, very sluggish. Yeah. Kind of like you're controlling a sailboat when you tell someone to go somewhere <laughs> and a few days later he'll go there. Or, you know, more like a sailboat on the other side of the world that you're controlling via Wi-Fi that's connected to a dial-up modem. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt it was that bad. Um, There's but so it is... sluggish. I just want you to move back and shoot your arrow archer. You it's not cannot, that hard. Yeah, you can't really um, do the Kite. same level of kiting and micromanagement as you can in, in other Blizzard properties. And the pathfinding is even worse than in StarCraft. Astonishingly. <laughs> I, the number the of times where I told a guy to go along a road in a straight line and he got lost <laughs> off in the woods somewhere. The reason why it didn't really feel as bad to me, at least on that count, is purely because of the fact that, uh, unlike StarCraft, you don't have ramps. Yeah, the terrain is not as complex either, but they will still get lost. Yep. I'm not arguing they'll get lost. I'm just saying that they it's not quite... Like, as inhibiting because of the fact that you don't have the major problem that StarCraft had, which was having large un large numbers of units try to navigate a ramp. That's true. That big choke points like that are not as big a problem. But they will just not be able to turn corners. Like, you have a straight shot, and they'll be like, oh, where I go, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the second level, I remember telling my unit of orcs and, and uh, trolls to go up one direction to move all of them up to one spot. And I saw one of them just like stuck next to some trees. And I'm like, how did... God damn it, Tommy. How did you even get over here? I'm confused as to what you're doing here. And the, the answer is being mesmer. He saw the forest and the trees, Zach. So speaking of the AI, it's also pretty bad in the skirmish mode. It is, The yes. campaigns are set up in such a way as to make them usable against you. But they won't do things like expand, so that once they run out of gold, they just kind of sit there and wait for you to murder them. And they usually will make one or two waves to attack you with and then kind of give up, because that's all a base can usually support, support on its own. And a lot of times the campaigns are structured in frustrating ways to get around that. There's a lot of them where you just have to destroy every enemy building. And by the end of the campaign in this one, they figure out, hey, we need other objectives for you but it's kind of too late in the campaign. And also there's this weird delay on giving you the victory that often makes me go, do I need to do something yeah, else? Yeah, I, I noticed that a couple of times where I'm like, is there, am I waiting on a mission objective? And I would pause because you have to pause the game, then open up scenario objectives to find what you need to do. Open up the scenario objectives and go, no, I, I seem to have completed them. Then hit resume game and it would immediately tell me I won. And I'm like, yeah, I actually had what? that happen, went and, like, searched to see whether or not I had to do something, then came back, and was like, no, you just had to wait. It's weird that there's that delay there. Maybe their complex algorithm for checking whether or not you've completed a scenario is just too good. And I just feel like the campaign's not terrible, but the ways in which they create difficulty for it are all frustrating to me. Yeah, it's They're... not good level design, I yeah. think. In contrast to StarCraft, which has some stinkers, but also has a lot of good ones and makes you feel like you're doing different stuff. There's a good mix of, hey, just destroy this and, hey, defend yourself and escort this person to this objective type stuff. Or defend yourself until a, yeah. defend yourself while trying to attack them. You know, doing you give them a variety. <laughs> I can definitely see the uh, like the track they took from this game to get to StarCraft. And some of the good ideas for StarCraft are already here. In particular, the way to tell story is very similar to StarCraft where it's in the mission briefing. They don't quite have the multiple talking head characters yet, 
but they have that. They have hero units. Now they're just the regular units reskinned, and that's kind of too bad. But they have that, and it's a good start. I thought they were slightly buffed up. They might be. I, didn't I think notice. they do slightly more damage, but, but it's they don't not... have any unique abilities or anything. No, like they don't have any unique abilities. Well, even in StarCraft, they didn't have any unique abilities. Um, Did Rainer not have something? He no. had. He started with the full upgrades, so he oh, had okay. spider mines. But every vulture could get spider mines. Gotcha. But he had a unique portrait, and that went a long way. Yeah, he, he felt different, and he was always a different color. But they, they, they do always, that in StarCraft. Yeah, they're all different colors here too. But other than that, it, especially because you wanted to keep them out of the line of fire, because if they die. You lose the mission. So you didn't really want to get a lot of use out of them anyway. I also feel like they didn't really care about the story of this game. Part of that is clear when they retcon most of it in Warcraft 3 to make it fit the story they want to tell there. That's actually a good, compelling story. But they're just throwing proper nouns at you in this. And that's fine. But they're not really trying to tell a story with any sort of emotion. It's just, war is beginning. Go help elves. Elves ally us. Go do drills. Oh no, we are betrayed. <laughs> so this mission, you have to kill humans. Okay, they didn't actually now kill orcs again. They didn't retcon anything, um, but they basically retconned everything. It's a Legend of Zelda thing. Well, it's it's they didn't retcon it, but they're like, oh, but the reason why this all happened was because of this other guy. So it's not really a retcon because all the events spe- still happen. But there are some specific things that do get retconned. But a lot of that is true. It's a lot of it is just uh, soft retcons of just you didn't know all this, which is still a retcon, but it's not usually uses as in as dirty of a way i was gonna say one thing that we have not touched on that really brought this game up in my opinion from the first one is one it just looks kind of like cartoony and like, it's got a good art style yeah it's, i like the art style it's like the real start of the cartoony art style that warcraft will take all the way yeah. to work to world of warcraft and they do have that blizzard humor in here already yeah and that's really what i like is like all the individual units are a lot quirkier than they were in the first one they, like, have multiple voice lines. Some of them are just really dumb. I found out that apparently they're just, like, .wave files that you can just, like, go yeah. add to. So if you wanted custom voice lines for everything. Well, even in, like, I think this one is also, like, the first place you see the Blizzard. If you keep clicking on a unit, they'll give you a funny line. As far yep. as I'm aware. Also, they don't have as many. Sheep. They don't have as many lines as you get later, but. But is it, like. There is some humor there, and it's, like, got a level of quirk to it, and, like, I don't know. It's not something that you see in a lot of games, because it takes more effort to put it there, and it's one of those things that I think made Blizzard stand out early on. They've also got those pop-reference cheat codes that are good. I can't think of any off the top of my head other than Disco, which is not really a pop-reference. I couldn't remember um, any of the cheats for this game. I had to look up the beat-level cheat, because I did not know you had to save your progress manually. And the first time I did it, I beat like the first four levels and like, that's good for today and just and quit then, out. And uh, then, so I just yeah. did it for them, but I can't remember what it is. It's definitely a better game and it's got the seeds of Starcraft, which is a good game. But it yeah, is... do we have any other final thoughts? I enjoyed my time with it, but I probably won't go back to it again after this um, just because it's so much clunkier. I don't think it's a game you actually have to play in order to understand it. Not like StarCraft or Warcraft 3 where it's like, yeah, you should really try these games out if you even have a remote interest in this. But like this one... It's kind of like the most bare-bones RTS. And to be fair, it's still one of the early ones. Yeah, but... it's it's where they're still finding their feet, but I don't think I can recommend it in all good honesty. Yeah, and that's kind of... I think I'm following with Jeremy on it. Like, I enjoyed it. It's a pretty passable game. I'm probably not going to come back to it. All right, so we have a list of passable games at our website, www.lastpodcast.com. <laughs> and some unpassable games. A-plus is Chrono Trigger. D-triple-minus at the very bottom there is City Connection. You're not giving it an F. 
I mean, honestly, it's yeah. functional. Yeah, it's F for functional. <laughs> uh, Dead Center is Harvest Moon, which uh, actually, funny story. I do remember at one time, Zach and I making an elaborate story about how our Harvest Moon farm was supplying our Warcraft troops as one of us played Harvest Moon and the other played Warcraft in the same basement. <laughs> that is adorable. I love it. Yes, we were very young. I, I believe this happened, but I don't remember it. <laughs> so at a sparkling, shining number nine, we have StarCraft. And unfortunately... Uh, Starcraft is not Warcraft in space. It is much more sophisticated. <laughs> Where's Warcraft One? Because I think Warcraft Two is better. Yeah, maybe not. Well, like I wasn't going to go that far down the list, but where's Warcraft Three? Warcraft Three is above Starcraft. Okay, never mind then. Warcraft and I is at one hundred eighty-seven. Okay, it's not that far. Yeah, that's actually no. kind of middle of the list. That's not super. We're like, like it's in the lower. Yeah, the 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 full list is about two hundred ninety games. Okay. Wow, we've played a lot of games. We have, we have, yeah. So I'm going to scroll down. Hey, there's Harvest Moon 64, the game I was actually playing, not not classic Harvest Moon. Um, and find the first RTS. Probably going to be Age Roller of Coaster. T- it is Roller Coaster Tune is not actually an RTS, but I think it's better than Roller Coaster Tycoon. No, I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is better than. I wanted to say I disagree, but I don't think I do. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is aged better and plays better. That it definitely aged better. Yeah, I actually yeah. will occasionally just load up Roller Coaster Tycoon and play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay. But directly below Roller Coaster Tycoon is Age of Empires 2, which I also think plays better, but it's not as important from a like legacy it's... standpoint or a like steal stuff from this game standpoint. What I will say is I think Warcraft 2 is more fun, but I think Age of Empires is a better game. Like it just has less character. That polish goes a long way for me. I think Warcraft is actually a better game. You think? I'm really, really torn on this, but I think I'm going to go with Zach. I mean, I was debating whether or not I should put it above anyway. It's really close, and I think the level of polish and quirkiness that you get out of Warcraft 2 is where it makes a somewhat more mundane mechanic or makes up for the more mundane mechanics. Well, they both have mundane mechanics. I think Age of Empire 2 is more technically complex. Not a ton, but. It is, but I think, like I said, I think Warcraft 2 is the... I, in a way, I think that technically complex, the technical complexity of Age of Empires actually hurts it. That's fair. So, Warcraft 2 goes at number 36, above Age of Empires 2 and below Roller Coaster Tycoon, pushing Knights of the Old Republic out of the top 50. Wow. Wow. Putting, pushing how did, race. I, how did Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic go so low? It's not that as good as you remember. Yeah. That combat rem- system is crazy clunky. Actually, I think it's because you guys really hated it. I don't hate it. Yeah. I just don't think it's as, like, it's so clearly a dry run for Mass Effect when you go back to it. It's kind of funny because there's actually another property between KOTOR and Mass Effect. Jade Empire? Yeah. 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 But Jade Empire, I think, stands on its own in a lot better way. Unfortunately, the combat system doesn't really go anywhere um, from just a developmental standpoint. (laughs) Well, everybody kind of forgot Jade Empire existed, I think. That's true, too. So what are we going to play next week, Jeremy? So my birthday's coming up kind of soon, and I've been kind of reminiscing about some old games, and I have time off, so I want to pick something that I'll actually play. And Disney Afternoon Collection just went on sale on PS4, and I realized that game's been out for like two years and we haven't played anything on it. So we're going to play the first video game I ever played to completion, I think, which is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, I love that game. I'm a little worried. I'm thinking of Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2, because I played it when I was young enough that there would not be a significant difference it's to like me. It's like a somewhat confusing platformer, right? I haven't looked up with the one I played, yes. The one I'm thinking of, yes. I yeah. don't know if that's the game I'm calling. That's also the one I'm thinking of, too. So 
All right, so <laughs> next time on Last Time, that's Ominous Fat Cat.